You're listening to the Nerd to Know Media Network. Join us at nerdtoknowmedia.com. Broadcasting from the Blanchestan Center, this is Phoenix FM. This is 92.5 Phoenix FM, community radio for Dublin 15. Hey everybody, it's JB Jeremy Borash and you are listening to Daryl O'Connor on the... Welcome to the Wrestling Rewind. The only wrestling podcast by fans who don't hate wrestling. All right, everybody, welcome to Phoenix FM. This is the Wrestling Rewind Show 82. My name is Daryl O'Connor, and I'm joined on the line by my co-host, Mr. Martin Herty. Henry's Martin. Flying. How's yourself, Dara? Not too bad. What was it? Um, Saccadigating, is that what the word we used last week? Saccadigating. What was the what was the context in which we used that word? Context. Dara? Your uncle would 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 say, oh, how, yeah." How's she sagatiating? How's she sagatiating? And then what Fier- was the response? Fierce combunctious. Fierce combunctious. I like that. You that was to, good. You're gonna have to do a wee bit of prep before we start the record button because I, I like a few whiskeys when we record these. So a week that's, later, it it doesn't be at the top of my mind. What was that's said. fair. That's fair. Well, I wanted to see if you still were able to remember it. <laughs> uh, it's she's sagatiating. Fierce combunctious. I like it. I like it. Um, again, if you guys have no idea what we're talking about, you will when uh, or because we're 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 batch taping these now. So why don't you have an idea? Why aren't you long term listeners? Should know what's going on exactly. That's it. Um, again, guys, this is your first podcast. Thanks so much for checking us out. If it's on Phoenix, if it's on uh, the True Penny channel, please do subscribe. Go over to Nerd to Know Media where all the shows actually are, and then some bonus shows and all that kind of good stuff as well. Nerd to Know basis, all that stuff. All our shows are there as well. And if you're just checking us out on Phoenix FM, what are you doing? Go over. We we do podcasts. <laughs> we have podcast streams. We want to hear from you. But this week, uh, we are going to be doing something really cool for Survivor Series. And that's uh, we're going to tape that after that. It's going to be a rundown of Survivor Series 1997. Because Survivor Series 2021 is a complete joke. <laughs> I don't want to go near that. Survivor Series 97 is a complete joke, but for different reasons. For different reasons, which we will get into in... <laughs> immense detail but listen before we get to that <laughs> immense uh, angry detail well that's why we're taping it after this <laughs> so uh episode 82 sadly starts off with news that nobody was expecting martin uh, again i'm just going to reinstate my theory and i think it's a i think it's a full-blown i think it's you know, Darren, you know what i think point. you need to do i think you need to record your theory onto a soundboard and <laughs> just, just have a button that you can press yeah. every time there's a raft of releases that's true dude i don't know how they're going to be able to release release next they have nobody else they're just roman every week who, who, who else but yeah no see you made a good point there in a group chat that like uh, smackdown is just a two-hour roman promo kind of yeah <laughs> who, who is he left to fight the release monster because yeah, so half the wrestlers that are still there aren't even there. Like, where the hell has Elias been for three months? Probably like, hiding so he doesn't get released. He's he's one of the only ones who hasn't been released. And we <laughs> haven't coming. seen him. So, uh, 
so look before so before just on that point uh wwe released uh more superstars on thursday this comes from digital spy uh thursday november 18th so this was yesterday when we were taping this less than a month after the last round of talent cuts which was extensive Five full reports, WWE has released John Morrison, Tegan Knox, Drake Maverick. That really upsets me, by the way. Uh, Shane Thorne, Jackson Ryder, uh, Top Dollar, Ashante Adonis, and Isaiah Swerve Scott. Yeah. Really upset that uh, Drake Maverick is gone. I really like Drake Maverick. Even, you know, Rock, See, when, he was, uh, when he was Rockstar, I, but I actually knew him. Like, first name basis. Uh, super nice guy. Maybe you... Maybe you know him better than I do. Then I just uh, I never knew how to feel about him after the initial release, yeah. and then he did the video crying, and yeah. then he got rehired, and I just that was a work. Got a got a work feeling off that. That, that was a that was a work. Yeah, absolutely a work. Um, and I didn't. Uh, I mean, I'm all for making storylines out of real situations, but man, like a hundred of your friends got fired, and you made a. Uh, I, I, I didn't like him after that. Uh, look, I, how much of that was him? How much of that was creative? Oh, yeah, of course. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and like, Vince comes up to you and says, I'm going to fake fire you, but you're going to be one of the only people who don't lose their jobs. Like, what are you yeah, going to say? Exactly. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's, it's either get fired then or get fired now. And or get was, fired nine months later. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And it's a bummer, you know, Drake Maverick, uh, I think he's one of those talents that was not the WWE. Like, all these all these guys that were released were not the WWE style. Um, but then again, John Morrison, like... Johnny Nitro is really Yeah, Johnny Nitro. Yeah, it's like, what? What more WWE do you need? Like, yeah, okay, fair enough, he's getting on there, but he's still John was, Morrison. I'm pretty sure that when he was a free agent... There was a wee bit of a minor bidding war yeah, between there was. the Fed and AEW. They both yeah. really wanted him. Yeah. And he went WWE. And I thought they were going to push him to the moon because he was. And then. At the very least, he could have been like a like Edge. He could have come in as a as an older veteran, but like shot for the title. And even if mm. he didn't win, he could have been like a really good opponent for someone. But they never they they never position him like that. You know, when he was brought back, I thought, okay, here we go. It's, he's going to have. I thought they were going to give him that kind of run, but they didn't. Like he's been running around twenty four seven and all uh, that kind of stuff lately. Fight, or, fighting, fighting zombies. It's it's just not good. Like his feud with Damian Priest was the worst thing. Oh Jesus! Well, him and Morrison, it was one of the worst thing that I think I've ever seen. Um, and that's saying something. But um, he's only back like two years, man. Oh, it's it's mad. It's like the even even after they get over that initial sort of uh, scrambling fear where they just hired everybody off the indies, so mm. AEW couldn't have them. Even after they get over that, yeah. it seemed like they continued to hire people with absolutely no plan for them, no idea yeah. what to do. Ugh, man, well, look, I, I don't know. It just it baffles me. It's so Maverick was previously released in April 2020 when he was part of NXT uh, Cruiserweight's title tournament. And you know, I do think that was a work as well. Um, but it kind of was in service of something to get the tournament over and give a bit more, uh, give a bit more of, of um, an oomph rather than it had. But, um, this I'll like, tell you who this, surprises me is on. uh, Tegan Knox 
Yes, because is great. Or she's is great. Fan- she is fantastic. Yeah. And what AEW needs right now is really good women. Well, like, here, uh, dude, dude, right. Before we get onto that, because I, I do, I do want to actually get into that. That's where I was going after this. Yeah. But sorry. The, no, no, no. It's fine. Um, it's just the the what I wanted to ask before that is this is like the last releases where they're real developmental guys, right? Mm. These knock these releases are that border between developmental and people who we've seen on uh, either some on main roster, some on NXT. What are WWE actually like? I know I joke, and I'm not really joking. I do think they are selling, but. <laughs> What are they going to do? Like, h- how sustainable is this? Because, like, there's there's nobody left. <laughs> like, four people get injured on the main roster, and they're kind of screwed. Um, I think it was, like, two months ago, Brian Alvarez did a rundown of the active roster on Raw and SmackDown. It was, like, 25 people. Yeah, it's like, yeah 20, 22, 25 people. Yeah. So, like, I, I used to joke. I'd be like, oh, my God, like, all these, like, raw retro and raw 10-year reunions they do what are they mm. going to do in like 10 years when they have what i'm looking at now going what the hell are they going to do in five years five years yeah that's that's actually exactly where i was going because yeah what's their mid card in five years they just got rid of it and yeah. they got rid of the rest of it last month it's like john john morrison specifically he was a dab hand right and no, it, from a dab hand to also just being really good and really talented. Yeah. Someone who you can plug into the mid card, put a belt on, and there you go. He'll put, sit there and work. Put him anywhere. Right. And if you're stuck, stick him up in the in the world title run for two or three months. Yeah, for two or three months. And knock him back down. Exactly while you're heating someone else. Give him a, a money in the bank. Give him a Royal Rumble run. Just You could put him anywhere. Mm, exactly. And, you know, look... I would say he's not world championship material, but then again, the Miz was multi-time world champion, so it's yeah, I know. The so Miz has more world titles than Jake the Snake, Mister uh, Perfect, Rick yeah. Rude. <laughs> well, diff- these are different. Times. Ramon. These are different times. These are different times, and I'm just like, okay, WWE have their current, and I want to keep. I want to keep it. This I want to. Why I want to keep it WWE before we go to AEW because that's a whole different conversation. But with yeah. WWE. What do they do? Like, what do they do from here? Because, like, it seems like Triple H had a plan to ensure the company could grow its future and they were, and, you know, everything looked okay until it got to the main roster. But now the main roster is, like, it's a cancer that's just spreading. And now it's, like, there's going to be nobody left here. It's it's a, it, you know, what's it, The Simpsons? Like, it ate everything. Did it eat Timmy? Yes. <laughs> Did it eat Sally? Yes. It ate everything. And that's kind of what it's like now. It's like the the, the insanity of whatever's gone on in WWE well, is I mean, just spreading. In, in terms of what do they do, I mean, there's two real outcomes, really. The first one is what you say. Yeah. If they are lining it up for a sale, what do they do? They don't care. They don't Once care, they get yeah. it to the point of being sold, not their problem anymore. Yeah. You know? The well, other... Oh, sorry, go on. No, go on. That's then the other one would be the other issue is um, what did they do if it's not a sale? Mm. And even if let's say they haven't got it out their mid card, let's say they do have enough young people coming up through NXT to right. to move over to the main roster in five years. I mean, right. two things: it takes 
much longer than that to, to really be a top level star. And to get over, yeah. And to get over. And secondly, one of the things I love most, uh, I don't want to compare it to AEW, one of the things I love most about AEW is the fact that it is a buffet show. Mm. You got your guys there do their comedy, their hardcore, their old school wrestling, their lucha. Mm. WWE now, its entire next generation, literally every single one of them, is all coming up through the performance center, the exact same style, the exact same runs, the exact same moves, the exact same looking at the hard camera, the exact same thing. Who gets over? Like, that's the thing. And uh, again, I, I don't want to draw comparisons to the power to the power plant, but you, w, look, WCW didn't even do this. They didn't release, WCW didn't release talent. Here's the thing about WCW when it went down. It was still profitable. It still had a market. People were still watching it. The only reason WCW was gotten rid of was because they wanted it gone. The network actually wanted oh, yeah. it gone. That's the only reason. That's the only like, reason why. But the they didn't do this. Yeah, the, the the Monday Night Wars narrative is that Raw won and Nitro fell off a cliff. But if you look at like the actual Nitro ratings, yeah, mm. they were miles. Like When the war was over, they were miles behind Raw. But in terms of just a television program, they were miles ahead of everything else on TNT. But dude, compare it today. Compare it to today. Uh, compare Ra- to today, Raw no- would Raw would kill for those ratings. <laughs> Raw would kill for for WCW ratings in two thousand and one. If for real, like it's it's madness, you know. It's kind of a similar thing happened NXT. NXT yeah. was going great guns until yeah. they turned it into a war. Yeah. And the whole time there was a war, NXT was doing brilliant. Yeah. And then the minute the war was over, everyone thought, oh. Dynamite's on a different night. NXT's on a different night. Everybody's going to watch them both, and it's going to be amazing. Didn't happen. NXT yeah. just fell off a cliff. Yeah, and look, I, I think it's one or the other. And obviously, I'm not stupid statement, but I really do think that there's going to be a fundamental shift into wrestling. Let me phrase it that way. And the two things that you outlined are. They're 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 paradigm cementing, basically. One being that WWE gets sold, gets sold as a package, and the brand gets sold. You know, the contracts that are there, and the brand WWE survives, not the actual stars. So when you watch WWE, you know what you're getting. You're going to get larger than life stars who wrestle a specific way, who do specific things in a highly in a highly produced environment, right? And that can be sold easily on Fox, can be sold easily on Disney, can be sold, you know, whoever buys it, right? The other way kind of does the same thing, but still keeps it independent in a, in a sense. But it's also very, it it's more easy to do it that way, which is why I think the the sale is a little bit more unlikely if they do kind of stack the deck for the next couple of years. Because they're stacking next for next couple next couple of years with stars that have that WWE brand, they're building the brand. Why are they bothering to build a brand if they're going to sell? You know, but I do think it could be a combination of both either where Vince cashes out and sells someone else, but he still have a stake in it. But I do think that the days of like either way, both of those scenarios lead to one conclusion: WWE is not going to be where you go after being an independent star, where you go. <laughs> After you've done your time in AEW, WWE is or where you go as a nineteen-year-old bodybuilder or model. 
or a model, yeah. And uh, and, and that's one where you thing go. I found where they were putting out the uh, the kind of uh, uh, parameters for what they want from a star, and they were like, oh yeah, yeah. for a man, he's got to be under thirty five. He's got to be, you know, over six two. He's got to be over two fifty pounds. And then for a woman, the is the cutoff point. Yeah, the the guidelines they gave were very carefully worded but mm. what they were basically saying was hot she's got to be hot hot and young could, but they <laughs> couldn't say that yeah hot and young and it's like you know what listen i find that horrifically offensive on behalf of of uh of all hot of, young of, people like us no of everybody of everybody because it's like you know if that's your parameters right ddp is never getting into wrestling Right, he went in as well. He was like 40, 45 is my age. Yeah, when he had his match, when he had his first wrestling match, and he went off as one of the best of all time, as we're documenting, right? Ever, it's it, it's so short sighted. Like, I understand it's like, okay, from a business perspective, if you have a woman at 25, she's not pregnant yet, she doesn't have she's not settled down yet, and you're only get 10 to 15 years over before she wants to do those things, right. Um, as a man, 35, he's still in his prime, fine, but his, you know, his best years are going to be behind him after that point as far as well, miles on his body. We don't even have to say it hypothetically because, like, look at Serena Deeb. I'm not saying Serena Deeb's not yeah. very attractive. She is very attractive. She I'm is, just saying yeah. WWE great worker too. had her and kind of just dismissed her as a trainer. Yeah. And now Horror. she's one of the like hottest star, not hottest as a good I mean hottest as in like amazing wrestling stars in AEW I love that punk uh, kind of reference to straight society like last week the other week <laughs> yeah. with Serena is like oh hey <laughs> just, I did enjoy that a great deal you know but the thing about it is it's re- it's such a bummer because it's like what are you doing like you should know where this goes and this goes to the power plant You've, or it, it actually it's a combination of power plant and uh, diva search Neither one of those things are good. Neither one of those things yeah. worked. But WWE... Yeah. And I, but again, I do think that the paradigm being set up here is that WWE is where you go after college or maybe you skip college and then that's it. And then you get lucky or you don't. There's no well, training. Th- this is this uh, six-month rolling contract thing they're doing. Yeah. So you get a contract, and it's a six-month rolling contract. Every six months, they reevaluate whether they want to keep you or not, and, and it's basically a tryout. You just yeah, it's just an extended tryout, you know. And it it's it's a bummer because like you can't go off to the Indies, you can't go off to Japan, you can't go to Europe, you can't you can't start wrestling in Bray and then have a a start go out all the way to WWE. That's not gonna happen because WWE don't want that, you know. And it's like, well, okay, cool. I. Personally, I don't think that's going to work, WWE. I think you're going to limit yourself. Um, you know, But then again, they're making millions of dollars, so what do I know? But What do they care, yeah. Yeah, but then at, at the same time, it's the, like, hey, all that means is, man, as much as I hate to say it, more people are going to become all elite. As fans. Cross. The, the only thing I, I will say that I do think is definitely going to happen. So there's a whole load of stuff up in the air. It might be a sale, might be a change of direction, might be, sure. might be a, mil- a million yeah. things. The only thing that I think is definitely going to happen at the next round of contract renewals, in terms mm. of TV contract renewals, yeah, I don't think NXT is getting renewed. 
Yeah, I don't think so either. I think they're gonna. I, I think they're gonna get knocked out. I think. I think USA is looking at NXT, looking what they're getting from it, looking what they're paying for it, and they're just gonna go, no. I don't look. I don't see a lot of, like from the actual running a network. Fox have to be so disappointed because they love the fiend. They really, really, really like the fiend. Didn't they literally make them? Give them the fiend. The title. Yeah, yeah, to, yeah. They made them oh. do it. So if I was a Fox executive, I'd be like, "Are you? You literally got rid of the one thing we liked. Um, we gave you a billion, billion dollars, <laughs> and you can't even do the one thing we wanted you to do. He couldn't do his one thing. Yeah. Oh, he was difficult to work with. We gave you a billion dollars. I don't care if he's the worst person to work with. Have him on the television. <laughs> I care if he came to work." juggling knives and babies we gave you a billion dollars <laughs> have a talk with him and get send him out there you know so i don't think fox are going to renew i think the wdb brand is worth the most value that it is worth now which is why i genuinely think a sale is coming they're going to sell it, it has to nothing else makes any sense wave. yeah and because what happens dude as you said you brought up a very good point going down sell 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 that stock because that yeah what's there well, to buy well, oh I mean, the 25 people you have on the roster yeah, yeah. okay it's, great like creatively it's yeah. absolutely bankrupt okay. it has it has hit like they say it hit a, a wave the past couple of years where it just got the right tv deals it got the saudi deal everything yeah. came along even though the quality was crap, everything has been along terrible the... for years. It's been terrible for about, for about yeah. ten, five to ten years. WDB has been nigh unwatchable. Yeah, uh, and the thing is, TV execs and all that don't care because they don't watch wrestling. They, don't. they just. But Vince did a great. He like it was. No, you, uh, you know who like Vince is. You know who you know who Vince is. Vince is an Irish politician. <laughs> can can well, sell which, BS. which party? <laughs> well, Annie can sell BS to, or 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 he he's he's the Greek lads that that negotiated the EU deal. It was like, oh, things are fine, and it wasn't fine. <laughs> it was like, but you, you know, you bought the bankrupt. <laughs> absolutely, at the absolute crest of the wave, they're making yeah. more money now than they've ever made, and they're worse now than they've ever been, and there yeah. is nowhere to go but no. down. Absolutely and, nowhere. And the only difference between now and five, ten years ago, AEW is smashing their teeth in. AEW's so, you know, yeah, there is a competition waiting now. And real, real, not only competition. Look, AEW's better product, right? It's a better product, better yeah. roster, better stories. You know, yeah, it's it's it it is you know pandering and stuff like that. But people like that, right? I mean, um, sometimes, but like it's it's wrestling. Yeah, it's yeah, half wrestling. When has wrestling ever not been pandering? Exactly, know? but you know what I mean. Like it's it is when that kind of stuff. When has a wrestler never ever walked out and not said name of the city? <laughs> you know, yeah, I think people <laughs> build careers on that. Yeah, <laughs> but um, no, like you know, that is it, it is that kind of thing. It's a real wrestling show that people want to watch. WWE. Wants to be a brand, which they are, but they're either consolidating everything into that it, WWE is the brand, and that's it, and that's what you're buying, and, and that's how they they got the the TV execs and that to buy it because they don't watch wrestling, so they don't know yeah. if it's good or not. They just know if the if the brand is recognizable, and you yeah. got to give it to Vince. The yeah, brand sure. is people who don't watch wrestling call wrestling WWE. But they call it WWF. 
Well, <laughs> most people still call wrestling <laughs> WWF. To be fair, to be but, like, um, like the same people that call video game all video games Nintendo or Nintendo. PlayStation <laughs> or PlayStation, <laughs> no matter what it is. Oh, PlayStation. Um, Are you playing the old Mega Drive? Yeah. Ah, this is this is my Switch. I haven't had a Mega Drive in twenty five years. <laughs> That was 25 years ago. <laughs> although although now, if Margo's, are you playing the Mega Drive? I mean, the, the Nintendo Switch expansion, pa- expansion has pack has the Mega Drive on it, so I'm, I might actually be playing the Mega Drive. This is a very good point. Yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> but yeah, man, I don't know. I, I'd be interested to see now, because obviously, well, apparently with these, and we will kind of switch gears into full gear now in a second, but with... Um, with uh, with this as well, like the talent were completely caught off guard. They weren't expecting it. To be fair, either way, we thought it was kind of the end of it, you know. But it looks like they're not done. They're going to keep going until they have a very... And then what I can see, to take this theory fully out, fully develop it. What I can see happening is I can see more cuts coming probably next month. Uh, that would be really, really awful just before Christmas. Not going to lie to you. But uh, they did, do we do, we do this? Um, and then... Here's what's going to happen there, right? Go, go on. If your sale theory isn't right, I have another theory. Go on. WWE is going to gradually move more and more because we've seen this at like the likes of the Royal Rumble and that. You see where they were coming out and the back, they did this weird 3D filming thing with the background almost looked like a computer game. Yeah, and, yeah, it did. And now, yeah. and now instead of having sets, they have these 3D graphics that come up and all this other thing. Yeah, and what's going to happen is WWE is gradually just going to become animated, and they won't need wrestlers at all. They'll they'll need one guy who does the voices for for forty different wrestlers. They'll you know what? Because because Mario what? That, that, Mario can never quit. Lara Croft can never get a contract with Nintendo. Like yeah, you know what? That could happen. Yeah, genuinely. Because here's the thing. What WWE want is they want the brand to be WWE, what you buy to be WWE, and if they're able to control whoever does whatever it is, they're going to do it. But what Vince doesn't seem to realize is the only reason people are watching WWE is because they like the wrestlers. Hmm. But or that, sheer like muscle memory habit. No, you can't look, dude. There's the, there's the Survivor Series on this weekend, <laughs> and I'm not going to go near that. And it's probably the first WWE pay per view that I'm actually actively not going to watch because i have no interest in even kind of watching it no and we'll we'll dig into it next week for the survivor series podcast but my god of all the the big five even back when it was big the survivor series was yeah we'll talk we'll talk about it we will get into it but no one point before as as we move into AEW. um as we shift into full gear exactly uh tegan knox i think she'd be a great grab for AEW. Women's division is something that AEW need bad, like a good one, like a really good one. Yeah. And uh, you know, look, don't get me wrong though. Um, I really like Britt Breaker, like she's so good. But um, oh, yeah, no, they, you're, you're, they need you're 100% a bit more. Right. They need they need a few. They need like again, like a like I know there was technically two women's matches on this show, uh, with the the tag match before, but. I don't really like yes. Thunder Rose. Thunder Rose, I'm not a huge fan of. Nyla Rose, I'm like, ah, I can what? take her leave I don't like Thunder Rosa. Oh my god. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Shocked to hear that. I know, I know, I know. I don't know what it is. Um, Nyla Rose, I'm like, I get a great, um, what was it? 
awesome Kong vibes from her, but not as good. She just, it's all a bit sloppy. It's a bit loose. And that match specifically was yeah. very, very loose. I get me. that with, with Naila. I don't get that with Thunder so much, but I get what you mean with Naila. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It, well, no, I mean, specifically when they were working together. Like, I like Thunder Rose's gimmick. I think it's cool. But when those two were working together, it really kind of hit me. I'm like, oh, that's what that is. It's that weird, loose, awesome Kong thing that it's just not right. It's not, they need one or two women who can put together these matches to make that style kind of click. Yeah. And I think WWE, by releasing them, have kind of given them the keys to build that up. So I think well, we're uh, for something very cool in about a year. Yeah, I will tell you what, AEW, as great as they are, AEW does not need uh, Johnny Nitro. No. Does not need... Um, Drake Maverick. Drake Maverick. No. Uh, you know, like a, does not need The Fiend. No. But AEW needs the likes of Tegan Knox. Yeah, look, if Tony Khan is listening for some reason, one, you know, thanks for not being on TV, and two, um, (laughs) hire more women, hire more good women. Impact, on the other hand, though, Drake Maverick needs to go back to Impact with, with, um, oh, what's his name? EC3 and The Fiend. What is the crack with Impact? Because it has, ever since the the aw thing it mm. in, in terms of the the kind of i uh, don't want to sound like a, a a wanky kind of lad using this word but in terms of the wrestling zeitgeist mm. uh impact hasn't been as prominent uh as it has been in years it's been really prominent now yeah. but when it comes to the actual viewing numbers it's just going down and down and down and down it's what's going to happen they don't have any big See, this is the thing. I knew that was going to happen with AEW. I think I said it on the show. Um, I didn't say it to them because I haven't. Really, I've, I can't email. I can't email from them back this week actually. But um, I didn't say it obviously to them. But like, it's I knew you're this. E- was good. You're emailing Impact. I am. I'm email Impact all the time. <laughs> this is like, um, like for the crack or no? Because I know all the lads that work there. Ah, you know, in, in right. the press thing, yeah. Um. But, uh, yeah, like, with, with, I knew this was going to happen with, with, when AEW were finished with them because they didn't set themselves up to kind of carry on. So what Impact need to really kind of do, I suppose, what they really need to kind of do is have that, and they would benefit from a big debut. Yeah. But with that debut, it needs to lead up to something. Like, Bound for Glory now was, well, come and gone. That was in October. Sorry, yeah, yeah. it was in October. And it didn't have any kind of lasting impact. To, sorry, to, I didn't to, totally didn't mean to do that. <laughs> but it didn't have any lasting staying power. You know, like, it, it, yeah. it was like, oh, okay, great, fine. They're not building up to anything now. And their next big pay-per-view isn't until um, next year. So one thing that really got me was I think the AEW Impact uh, partnership would have been really good for Impact, except... It happened in the middle of a pandemic. And no, impact... no, 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 no. Uh, honest to God, no. Let me, let me, let oh, me sorry, sorry, say sorry. this because I think this is, sorry. I honest to God, think this is a valid point. Okay, sorry, go on. AEW could put a hundred wrestlers around the ring and they could make noise. Didn't sound like a, a 10,000 yeah. people, but mm. it was an atmosphere. Right. AEW was driving viewers over to impact because it was. The thing with yeah, Kenny Omega happened, a huge number of people went over and they were wrestling in a big empty shed and I don't care how good the wrestling is 
that is difficult to watch. I I don't know. I really like Impact in the big empty shed. Um, I think it benefits from it in the sense that like you can focus a lot. It's told Impact's greatest strength was always being a different presentation. That's why I love the Impact Zone so much. I thought it was really cool. Um, you know, the big empty shed gives it that you're watching something completely different. But I do hear your point. The main problem is there's nothing there that happens that has any big staying power, if that makes sense. Like when something like uh, when something happens in WWE, everybody knows about because it it's WWE. AEW's getting there now, where like ha- ha- Page winning the belt was like, oh my yeah. god, it, it made people actually cared, right? It br- it broke out beyond. Yeah, the re- the wrestling bubble. Exactly, it broke out to where you would expect WWE to be. Impact doesn't have that reach, so it needs to have its own identity and needs to have stuff going on with it, and it just doesn't at the Impact moment. Impact needs one of two things: either a wrestler has to literally, physically shoot, actually real life, have a baby in the middle of the ring. Oh my god. Or do you remember the angle they did a while ago where they shot someone? They need to actually shoot someone. No, obviously Martin is joking, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Martin is not joking. <laughs> Martin suggests that Impact has a baby in the ring and then shoots it. Jeez. What, so you want to hire Vince Russo back? Is that, is that what you're saying? Are you just writing Vince Russo gimmicks? No. Swerve, it turns out the baby was yours all along. No, the baby was actually John Cena the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> and that's his debut. No, to be to be fair, right? Impact has the opportunity to do to, to do its own kind of thing because it's not the workhorse place anymore, like it was a couple of years ago. That's AEW. It has the opportunity to be a crossover between NXT, New Japan, and uh Lucha Underground. And I think the fiend is the future of that. Where he yes. shows up, he's like, this is my kingdom. Yeah. And it's a little fiefdom where really weird stuff happens, but yeah. you have really good wrestling and stories. Where you can and, have, Ma- you know, you can have Drake Maverick showing up and you have all these characters where, like, they're not big workhorses, but they can do stuff. Yeah. Kind of like Jakara. Uh, uh, and let Wyndham. Let yeah. Wyndham go hell for let, let oh, him go whatever he everything. wants. Whatever he wants. Let him, whatever, like, he wants. whatever mad stuff he has, you let him and, do it. Even even if it's not great, it can't be any worse than it is now. Mm. And at best, it might bring in a whole like it might bring in a whole audience. Or like, oh my god, impacts like ironically hilarious. Let's watch it. You but know? that's the thing. Like, I, I genuinely think that's impacts niche now is to yeah. be that kind of. It's like what um, NWA was trying to do as well, but obviously that one thing was cursed. Uh, but um, you know. That's what I would do if I was, if I was booking Impact or looking towards Impact for next year or two, and maybe we can try set us up, try set something up where we get some stars on like that when when they're able to. But if I was like booking that and saying, right, here's what we're going to do, I'd build it around the Fiend. Oh yeah, obviously not call him the Fiend, whatever he decides to call himself. Whatever. Yeah, build him around that. Make the him, Well, whatever. Make him the make him the the focus of that show where you're like. Yeah. Right, when you tune in, you know you're going to get a Fiend segment or Fiend whatever. And then everything kind of revolves. Kind of like what they did with Hogan in, or what they did with, with TNA when it started, where it was all get around Jeff Jarrett. If you have him as your, the, com- the whole company is literally around him. And he, everything is through his lens. So everything that goes on is still going to kind of happen. And 
but you still have this overarching power that is like the fiend is going to show up and do weird stuff i think that would be really cool because there's nothing like that around the closest thing would be remember when smackdown was on with the undertaker where like stuff would happen but then the undertaker would show up and then it would just be like oh well okay you know that kind of ominous sense where you're like stuff is going on but when daddy's home that's it and that's yeah. what Impact could... And no one else can really do it because there are no other characters like WWE Finn. is your sports entertainment. Yeah. AEW is your wrestling. New Japan is your hardcore fans. Mm. And if you want nonsense... And people love nonsense. People love nonsense. And look, there's nothing Impact. wrong with nonsense. Honestly, no, not like, at all. There's nothing like, I, yeah, I didn't say that as a pejorative. No, 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 of course not. No, but you're right. Like, some, and here's the, it, like, the it, best it, moments in wrestling history have yeah. been... Absolute, Absolute nonsense. nonsense. And the thing of it is, is like, look, Barry Wynn is not a good wrestler. <laughs> He's really not. He doesn't have to be. He never has to get in the ring ever again. He just to show up and just be that weird dude that's in Impact and weird stuff happens around it. And then you build an identity around it where you're like, right, it's going to be in a shed with nobody. Matches are going to happen, but then we're going to have the supernatural. And then you can build characters around whether you have supernatural powers, just like Chikara. Just do Chikara. Like, like yeah. you say, <laughs> just, just do that, if, yeah. if there's no crowd there, like you say, it makes it all the easier exactly. to do the sillier, like the silliest version of the spooky bollocks, you know? Yeah. And like, and the thing about it is, again, like you're not, and then you can cross over with AEW, you can have. You know, people show like just imagine Daniel Bryan. Serious guys, yeah. Yeah, but just imagine Daniel Bryan showing up and being like, "What the hell's going on?" And then he has this really weird match with the Fiend. That would bring people over. CM Punk showing up, going, "What is going on?" You know, that kind of thing. Where it would be really, really cool to see that kind of stuff, where you can bring serious workers in to have these weird matches. Because what you don't want now, as WWE gets more homogenized, you want to have that separate identity, and that is anyone setting up a wrestling company you want to have that uniqueness it's like playing in a band for me right when i play one of my the reason why i play the genre of music i do is when we do it is because we put on a show we put on the paint we put on the the spooky stuff you know so when you go see our show it's a show it's not just you know five lads jeans for, and t-shirts for any of the listeners you who know? don't know what dara means by paint when dara plays in his band he paints himself head to toe as a smurf well, okay, well, n- not not exactly. It's like the coarse paint. So we we, we paint in like we you know red and black paint. Well, sorry, well, white and black paint and to smurf. It's as a smurf, yeah. Um, <laughs> but it is that kind of stuff, you know. So you you do have that show element of it, and I think that's important. You know, when you're when you're providing entertainment, you have to entertain people, and if it's not going to be as a sport, you might as well lean into the more. Thank you for listening to the ostentatious presentations of wrestling. It's actually for ironically for all the giving out we did about the Survivor Series. I can actually see down the line, like if they do get some big names in, like an Impact AEW kind of five that, on five elimination. That would, make, that would make sense. Yeah, <laughs> Look at two different brands going. Well, yeah, because yeah. it's not red T-shirt, blue T-shirt. It's yeah. you know they'd really be fighting for like the the Impact guys would be there with a chip on their shoulder to. You know, like, oh, you used us, you used our title, blah, blah. And the AEW guys are there, nah, we're big time. We're going to smack the heads of you, you know. Well, but actually, you'd... what you could do there is, and again, full-on fancy booking. So you could have one, you could have a best of three where you have one in Impact, one in AEW, and then one in New Japan. Oh, on yeah. The ground. And that would be cool. And the thing is, you could actually, your, impact, your AEW could be your wrestling. 
your impact will be your spooky weird stuff. New Japan could be where it's just, you know, a stray wrestling match. People you know, go today. <laughs> uh, exploding barbed wire match, but it actually explodes. This oh, not, not even an exploding <laughs> barbed wire, man. I would take an exploding barbed wire over like a, an Ishii chop. Oh, well, yeah, that's, you know? a, fair point too. that's a fair point too. <laughs> but anyway, in the time we have left, let's get into full gear. Oh my so, God, well, we got look, eight minutes. <laughs> no, no, we have 20. We have 20. <laughs> okay, okay. So look, right. in, so in the, I don't want to go through all of it. Well, but we I, skip the the pre-match then. But I do want I do want to give you like a few minutes to kind of just talk generally about it. Like, what was the highlights of people watch it? What would be your match, etc., etc. Et okay, so I sat up, watched this live, delirious, half cut, middle of the night <laughs> bottle of whiskey, and this was amazing, genuinely sensational. Came out of it absolutely buzzing. Couldn't get back to sleep. Uh, watched it again a few days later, you know, when it come down, and it is a phenomenal pay-per-view. It is not quite what I, you know, seemed to experience the first time around. It is a, a pay-per-view with four or five really high peaks, and the two highest peaks are at the very start and the very end, and that's probably what gives the overall impression of it being just this, like, absolutely pivotal life-altering pay-per-view there are when you when you watch it again there are a few dips yeah there are yeah um but overall a a fantastic show when it's hey it's as good as wrestling has ever been Mm. uh and when it peaks at the end i have no shame in telling you i shed a tear that's totally fine don't be worrying um i i figured it would be that I figured that would be the rundown. I enjoyed it. I watched it. I didn't watch it live because I don't know what I was doing. I was doing something else that wasn't wrestling. Sleeping. Was, no, I think I was recording. I was. I think I was recording bass or something. And I just wasn't in the mood. Or is it either that or I was playing Jurassic World? I don't remember. Um, or working. It could have been any of those three things. Or just cuddling. <laughs> just say you were cuddling. You don't I, have to. Dude, I don't know what I was doing. I don't remember what I did yesterday. <laughs> it was. I just remember those three things I did a lot this week. Um. Anyway, so yeah, I, I then I watched it about a day or two later on the Tuesday, and um, yeah, look, it still hasn't hooked me it's a, oh. as much as I'd like. Um, I do really like MJF. Um, oh my God, I do like MJF a lot. Um, I didn't like the Derby Allen match as much as I thought I would have. I'd preferred Derby Allen match with Punk for some reason. Um, but it was a good match. I you know I was like okay, it's a cool opener. Uh, the tag match did very little for me because I, I don't really have the investment that I hope I would. Well, I, I actually, the tag match is a good one to talk about because they are literally two of the best tag teams ever. See, when, I love I love the Lucha Brothers, but I don't like FDR or uh, but, FTR. But here's the thing: is FTR are amazing? They are. When you, yeah. When you put those two teams against anyone else, they make I whatever it is. When you put Lucha and FTR together, they just do not have the chemistry. I don't. I don't know, know what, what it is. is. I'm so glad I was because I, I was watching. I'm watching them. I was watching this match, right? And I'm like, I like both these teams in other matches. I really like the Lucha Brothers, but in this Love match, them. I just don't know what it is. And I'm glad you said yeah. it because I thought I was going mad. I'm like, no, okay, I don't and like it's it. not. It's it's not the first time it's happened. Uh, it's, just, it, it's it's just they don't click at any point. It's just yeah. It's weird, yeah. It's very weird. It's baffling. It's I just baff- don't know. Because they're 
two of the best tag teams going right now, and for whatever reason, they just do not gel. Now, I'd much rather watch FTR. Uh, sorry, I'd much rather watch the Lucha Brothers than FTR. To be honest with you, they're they're much more what I enjoy from AEW's tag division, right? But yeah, you they are both. If you see them up on a card with whoever it is, you know the match is going to be unreal, right? Oh yeah, and it's the whole time I was sitting there going, "I this is a good match, but I'm not invested yeah. in any way, and I don't don't get it." But look, I keep. I keep wanting, I don't even care who wins. I just keep wanting it to be the end of the feud. Because yeah. I want them to wrestle somebody else. Somebody else, Because yeah. I know both teams are so much better when they wrestle yeah. anybody else. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, that, that was, I'm, I'm not the only one on that. Because that was <laughs> my whole time that I was thinking. So, But the next match. But this, before we go on to the next okay. match, I, I have to disagree with you. That was one of the best openings to a pay-per-view ever the the match was phenomenal what darby MJ, allen and MJF. yeah yeah MJF, okay, darby fine, allen fine, fine. mjf uh his uh his work on the mic was phenomenal the it's fact always oh, brilliant oh the brilliant. fact that he beat darby like a snaky who are beat him at the end with a with a headlock takeover um <laughs> num 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 oh my god he's he and then his his promo this week on dynamite was just phenomenal well look as i said it didn't hook me until daniel bryan and miro <laughs> okay and this is when i'm like oh okay oh here yeah we here we go so what i mean it was 20 minutes of wrestling which you didn't think you could see anywhere <laughs> <laughs> it was 20 minutes of daniel bryan going out and just having this phenomenal match that I'm like, holy hell! <laughs> How do you just do it? Like, it's just, he's out there having a great time, and it was, it was, it was brilliant. It's brilliant, brilliant, incredible in how nuanced it was. Yes, it that, was, yeah, that's was, that's exactly my thoughts. Yeah, it was very much a wrestling match, mm. and Daniel Bryan was the wrestler, Miro was the the monster. Daniel Bryan was, without ever looking like he was outmatched. He was kind of the the uh, underdog. It was just so nuanced. It, the story really was that there's this monster, this force of nature that needs to be tamed. And Daniel Bryan was the one to tame him. And he did. Purely by wrestling. Yeah. And, oh man, and, it was great. It was and great. And finished so, with another different hold. Submission, yeah. Which is his gimmick now at this point. But, like, if Daniel Bryan doesn't win Wrestler of the Year... Oh, you, you just yeah. There's nobody else better than him. Or no, look, there are people better than him. But well, actually, I don't even know if that's true anymore. Who? Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know if that's true anymore. I just feel like I have to to quantify it. But it's more like if there is someone better than him, they're not given the opportunity to go and do it. And Danny Bryan is like, I can just go out and have these twenty minute rest of matches. I'll, and I'll, I'll works tell hard. you. I'll tell you one thing as well about the uh, the triangle leg lock, whatever it's called, that he won with. Mm. That is legit because about two weeks ago we started learning them in our class. Yeah. And um, I'm, I, the, there's like three other guys in my weight division, and one of them's a huge big farmer from Roscommon, and he stuck that uh, triangle headlock on me, and I mean in three seconds everything dimmed, went dark, yeah. and I legit passed out. In triangle, frame. triangle chokes aren't. Yeah. 
aren't a joke. You know, after 15 seconds, seconds. You, 15 seconds, you kill someone. I, you're so conditioned in wrestling to see like a, a submission hole go no. on and you're like fighting it for a minute and you're hovering no. your hand. And it, get, it gets to the point that when someone puts a submission on and like someone passes out in three or four seconds, you're like, oh, the referee could have at least waited. It's like, <laughs> no, man, that's more realistic than anything because we were in training and your man's slapped that on me i was dark in three seconds yeah and that's what you let go because in 15 seconds you kill someone yeah you know and that's they're they're not jokes like they're legit you know it's the worst thing about being a wrestling fan because submission holes are kind of ruined when you start learning mma or jiu-jitsu <laughs> or anything like that you know you're like ah, oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah but um you know speaking of a tag match that i did really kind of get myself into and i was like, it was great oh um, yeah the the false count. <laughs> uh, I think the the books. This is their this is their thing. This is where they really really shine. Uh, I love Super Click are brilliant. Adam Cole made the best decision of his career. I genuinely. Um, look, I know this uh, Adam is, Cole must be looking at NXT now going, and oh. just busting his whole laughing. But like he must like the thing of it is like even though you know that they're playing characters now. You can just see it on him that he's just having the best time. You can just see him having the best time. And look, Christian Cage, I'm, you know, I loved the run-up to this, as we talked about last week, Christian Cage with the chairs and stuff. It was awesome. So, yeah, it was. I'm glad they won because, you know, I think the, the Christian Cage and the lads need it a little bit more than Superclick, who are over anyway. Oh, yeah. And, and they needed that kind of, yeah, we got him, you know. Yeah. Um, and it tied in with the whole Kenny losing thing, you know. It did, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. made sense. It was, it was the, it was the, t- the team of the show really. The kind of, you know, the heels finally got their comeuppance, you know. Yeah, the fall of the elite. Exactly, and the same kind of thing happened in the next match where um, Cody and Pac defeated uh, Malachi Black. Yeah, and, and Andrade. Like this was the, this was the. the Th- this was part of it. This was the only. Even the first time I watched it, this is the only part of the night where I was like, this could have been a dynamite match. Well, you do know that Ric Flair was supposed to be Andrade's manager, don't you? Uh, uh, oh, yeah, I, yeah. I'd heard that before. And then the whole... Yeah. And, and, that's, and that's what this, this, this... That's why this match is booked now. It was supposed to have Ric Flair there. And they were supposed <laughs> to be the face-off. And there just wasn't, obviously. <laughs> I watched Dynamite earlier today and uh, obviously Jay Lethal debuted. Yeah. I didn't know that Jay Lethal has the same intro music as Flair. <laughs> yeah, he does. So yeah. whenever it started, I was like, the hell? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it was a bit of a bummer. Uh, Malachi Black is, it's annoying, man. A, you do be having my favorite wrestler. He's, he's. I love Malachi Black. He came in amazing. Yeah. He came in and he bust Cody and then he fought Cody and he kicked his head in in seven minutes. That yeah. should have been the end of it. He never should have looked at Cody again. He should have. Yeah, should have been but, that. Should have been it. And and I completely agree with everything you're saying. And I actually feel the exact same about Pac because I think Balake and Pac could have an amazing one-on-one yeah. feud. I think that's coming. But yeah, exactly. Coming. Yeah. This is the only thing I'd say is that every time I have been concerned about something AEW has done, they have always come good. Yeah, they've always course corrected. Yeah, I, yeah it, it it seems like the, the goal of this was to get as many faces yeah. over as possible. So I I kind of yeah. at this stage I kind of just trust the process. Yeah, this wasn't the highlight of anybody's career. No, but if it's keeping those guys ticking over and it's keeping them on TV until they have something. 
big planned, I'm okay with it. Yeah, and I'd love to see Malachi Black a little bit higher up the card, but I think they're just kind of oh, yeah. they're just kind of having him on boil for a little while. Yeah, and yeah. then he'll go up because they've got some great stuff to go through at the minute. You know, they got to run through yeah. Sammy Guevara's thing. Obviously, Hangman's the champion now. He's got a whole thing to go through. Yeah. They got Punk and Kingston. They got uh, obviously Daniel Bryan's going to ch- like. They got a lot going on right now. So just keep Malachi ticking over until. Yeah, no, you're right, man. Like, like that's it. A lot of this stuff was just trust the process and kind of move on. And that's that takes us nicely into um, the Brit Breaker. Obviously, won. We said that she's like the most over person in AW in lots of ways. So there was never a chance to win. But were you happy with? Because we talked about last week that Tony Conti. You were like, she's not going to win, but it's going to be a good match. Were you happy with that? I was very. I thought it was a great match, but I thought again, it was. We, we knew what was going to happen. Yeah, Ty Conti was never winning, but. No. It was a great match. It uh, it got her over. Yes. As like a at at like a top level uh, competitor, you know, even though she didn't win, got her over as like a, a top level threat. And what I really liked about it was, I I, I think this only works with AEW because they only have the pay per views every three months. The fact that she came out in totally new gear, face paint, you know, it was a big fight feel. It felt like mm. something different. Um, I really enjoyed this match. Uh, it wasn't perfect. A couple of sloppy moments, a couple of bits where, you know, people felt out of sync. Mm. But uh, overall, I thought it was a really good match. I really liked the finish, actually, because it was um, the champion kind of scraping out a win, you know. And I think that's that got them both over, you know, as far as like, it's like we have, you know, we took you to the to the limit almost. And I think by building out the women's division in that way, it means that Tony Conti, uh, sorry, Tay Conti is, um, Tony Conti. <laughs> Maybe that's a, uh, Tay Conti can actually be a legit threat in future. Where yeah. like, okay, just say they rebel wins the belt or they bring in someone to win the belt or Nyla wins the belt back. Or whatever. Jamie Hater, I think is awesome. Yeah. But what I mean is like, just say any of them win the belt. There's still a legitimate threat from Conti that she would can actually get it done. You know what I mean? Yeah, it it yeah. still keeps keeps her. And, and a, I think a, the a fact belt. I think the fact that Baker only won with like a kind of a reverse wrestling roll up type thing. Mm. I think that makes the threat of uh, Thunder Rosa all the more prevalent. That's a fair point too. That's a very fair yeah. point. Um. Uh, so what's a? <laughs> oh, come on, let's do it. Let's do it. So happy to be there, Phil Kemo. And ah! defeated Eddie Kingston. Don't you feel stupid? Yeah, I do a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> do a little bit. So yeah, he was he wasn't he wasn't happy to be there, Phil. Oh my god. He, he was actually CM Punk this night. It this was the shortest match on the card yeah. and it was contender for the best. He, look, it wasn't it wasn't technical classic like Brian like Brian. Never meant to be. It didn't have to be. But it didn't have to be. It was it was <laughs> It was actually, re- you know what, it could have been Fault Can Anywhere or in a Holes Barred or something like that, but I think having it with some rules helped the brutality a little bit because they had to kind of, yeah. they couldn't go totally unhinged. Um, that was a great match, it really was. Like, And it's, you yeah, know, but, this is this is punk, but he should have been this from the beginning, you know what I mean? But I think you needed that. I don't think he could have come in like that. I think he needed that transformation. What did it for me was that bit where Eddie's beat, Eddie's down in his knees, and mm. Punk's laying elbows into him. 
and the crowd boos him and Punk looks up at the crowd and he's like, right, screw you. And he starts laying knees into him. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, my. It's all this, this whole match, even though this whole match was like a brutal brawl, it was the tiny little things that made this match but that's amazing. What ma- but that's what makes wrestling. It's always the oh, new yeah. one. So it's, it's never ending really big because the big stuff, it, it really has to work or else it ends up like the exploding ring that didn't explode. But the nuances are the are the thing that carries you through that little moments, the subtle heel turns, the humanity of it, um, the acting as such, the the performance. And Punk, so, this was great. This was like the best I've seen a Punk in years. In it's years. so bizarre because. All right, folks, that's going to do it for this edition of the Wrestling Rewind here on Phoenix ninety two point five FM. If you want the full show, there's two ways you're going to be able to get it. Join us live eleven thirty p.m. six thirty p.m. Eastern. Over on the Wrestling Rewind YouTube channel, the WrestlingRewind.com will get you there and you can uh, join the chat and uh, join in on the fun. Also, if you want, you can check us out on the podcast. The podcast um, can be got from our, our channel, Nerds Know Media. You can subscribe there or you can go to the Two Penny channel uh, or the Two Penny Show channel and you'll be able to get it there for free, no cost to you. And there's a whole bunch of content there as well. But thank you for checking us out here on Phoenix 92.5 FM. The Wrestling Rewind. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to a Nerd to Know Media production.